Have you ever been old before? Has anyone you know? It's part of the cycle of life, and it happens to most of us. If you're over 65, getting there, or concerned about someone who is, this podcast is for you. Hosts Dr. Marilyn Lakin, Marie Sola, and Sarah Stacy, a multi-generational team of women, will help you redefine what it means to get older. We'll be bringing you the latest information and speaking with today's experts and pioneers. Best of all, we bring it to you from a place of understanding. Our goal is to create a library of knowledge and experience to help you or your loved ones navigate this phase of life to the fullest. We can't turn back the clock, but we can make sure we live our lives informed and on our own terms. I'm so happy to have Cindy Berryman Fink here from Ollie and Asheville, North Carolina, where she volunteers. And we have so many interesting things to talk about, about lifelong learning. Um, And I'm so, so happy that Cindy has agreed to come and talk to all of us about it. So just really quickly, Ollie is the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. And today we are going to be talking about all that it offers and all the opportunities and the importance of lifelong learning and the socialization that it creates, especially as we start to get older. So, Cindy, I have to ask you first, can you tell us what is OLLI? Well, OLLI is a program at various places around the country that offers courses and uh, social groups around hobbies and activities. It offers opportunities for leadership, and it, in many places, offers opportunity for volunteering in the community. So there's quite a lot of opportunities there and ways to get involved, and and we're going to dig into that a little bit more. But before we do, I want to give a little bit of background about Ollie. So could you tell us when did it start and then how and why it started. Sure, I'd be happy to. Ollie started in the fall of 2000, and it's an interesting way that it started. There was a man named Bernard Osher who grew up in southern Maine in Portland. Yay! Yes, right, right. Sorry, that's where I am. (laughs) He worked in banking um, in New York and California, and I guess he did pretty well. He retired and moved back to Portland, southern Maine, And his friends there that were also retired and were living there, he found them failing significantly because of lack of intellectual stimulation, lack of social connection. They really weren't doing anything meaningful in retirement. So he created what was called the Senior College at the University of Southern Maine in Portland, and that has now grown across the country to OLLI, Osher Lifelong Learning Institutes. And there's 125 of them around the country. And you know what's amazing to me about this? You heard my little interjection there, sorry, when I interrupted you to say yay. But I live in uh, the Portland area, and I didn't know about Ollie. Now, I am, I'm 60 now, you know, so getting to the, uh, actually, I think I I fit the age requirement, which we'll talk about in a second. But I wish I had known about it sooner. So I'm really excited to know that it is here. Um, But that was just so interesting that when we started talking about it, I found out that it started right here in my own backyard. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. 
Yeah, it really is. So what is the age requirement? It's 50 plus. So you could have been going for the last 10 years, Marie. <laughs> Think how smart I would have been, That's Cindy. That's right. No, it's 50. I would have been so much smarter. <laughs> I, I joined the Ollie here in Asheville at age 56. And I do have to say I was among the younger folks. Um, so it's age 50, but I think it tends to appeal mostly to people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Well, I'm okay being one of the youngest ones because typically I'm one of the oldest. So I can, <laughs> that's good. That's good for the for the ego. But there are so many, and you, I believe you just said that there were 124. Did you say or 125? 125 around the country in. Um, 276 different communities. Wow. So it's all over the place. And we'll, a little bit later on, we'll talk about how you can find out uh, if it's in your area and different ways that you can get involved. But one of the things I think is really interesting about this is who teaches the courses and runs the programs. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. As far as teaching the courses, it's volunteers at all the Ollies. Now, there are staff members that run the Ollie program, but as far as teaching, it's it's volunteers. And at our Ollie in Asheville, we have 80 courses per term, not in the summer, fewer in the summer, but 80 courses run by volunteers, some of whom have never taught before. Some were high school or college teachers, but the vast majority have never taught before. They just have a passion in retirement to teach something that they're interested in or something maybe related to what they used to do when they worked. You know, and that I love the aspect that that's another way to become involved, right? So you can take the courses or you can volunteer. And can you tell me a little bit more about the volunteer aspect and and the different ways that people can volunteer and get involved? Absolutely, yes. Well, there's certainly the, the teaching part. But also in the, in classes, um, there's usually what are called class representatives that welcome people to the class, take attendance, arrange for the break, turn the microphones on and off so you can be a class representative. Also, most of the Ollies uh, not only are, are volunteers teaching, but volunteers are doing a lot of other things. For example, at our Ollie, there are uh, many committees you can be involved in. There's... Uh, facilities and technology. So for example, for folks who don't know how to use technology, there's volunteers that will teach you how to do an online course or how to use PowerPoint, things like that. We have a finance committee, so volunteers help with the financial aspects of the organization, setting budgets and things like that. We have a member engagement committee, which welcomes new members and gets them name tags and gets them oriented to the program. We have a strategic planning committee that looks out into the future. What's Ollie going to be like two, three, four, five years from now? And various other committees as well, so you can be involved in committees. Uh, Another thing that many Ollies have are social groups. So it could be Mahjong poker. We have 20 different social groups at our Ollie, everything you can imagine. So volunteers can do that. Just as a quick example, my husband decided to start a men's group at Ollie, and it has now blossomed into 20 men's groups with 140 men. And he created what's called the Men's Wisdom Works group. So you can you can volunteer by teaching, helping out in courses, leadership on committees, or helping with the special interest groups. So it's really nice because the people that are partaking in the programs are actually 
also involved in creating what that looks like. So it, it really is for the community of 50 plus people that are also taking the programming. Absolutely. And our Ollie here says, who would know better what kinds of courses to offer, what kinds of hobby activities to do, what kinds of things to do than the participants themselves? Yeah, I love that aspect. That that jumped right out at me uh, when we spoke the first time. And I just want to ask you, before we do a deeper dive into the programs and the opportunities that Ollie offers, how did you become involved? What's, how did your journey start with this? Right. Um, unlike many people here in Asheville who move here because of the Ollie, we're one of the largest in the nation with our own building, actually. I did not move here because of Ollie. I moved here in retirement and discovered Ollie, and I felt like a kid in a candy store. There's 80 classes I can take just down the road from me on any given term. And I can teach and I can be active and volunteering. So I just wandered into it and got active right away. I joined a committee right away. I started teaching right away. And I've been involved for the last almost 15 years. Wow. So you obviously like it. You've stuck with it. And you actually were a college professor prior to this, right? I was, yes. And that's why I felt like a kid in a candy store. Now I can take classes and I don't have any, there's no homework, there's no assignments. It's It's a dream. Yeah. So do you see any, like for you, are there any comparisons? You've also taught some classes at Ollie, is that correct? Yes. So yes. what's your, do you have a comparison between the two? I do. The major thing when I started teaching at Ollie that hit me, it hit me upside the head was this is the most engaging, intellectually stimulating teaching I've ever done. Now, I taught for 31 years at the University of Cincinnati. I taught undergraduates, and I taught master's students, and I loved it. I mean, I loved it. But teaching here is very different because people are there because of love of learning. Um, they're not there to get a grade. And the, and the people that participate in Ollie's come from all different kinds of careers, all different kinds of backgrounds, all different parts of the world even. And so the intellectual stimulation in that classroom is unlike anything I have ever experienced. Wow. And you have like a room full of wisdom. Absolutely. And and most folks are not shy, nor do we want them to be shy in sharing their experience and sharing their wisdom. In many classes that are taught, there might be someone in the class who knows more than what you know, and you end up sort of uh, informally co-teaching. So it's very interactive. Completely, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. which is nice. Yes. Because at a certain age, you're just done with being talked at, you know, absolutely. at least I feel. Absolutely, absolutely. Know? Yeah. And in this day and age, I think everyone should be tired of being talked at. We all should be engaging mm-hmm. with each other. Exactly. Good. Good point. Valid point, Cindy. And now I want to talk a little bit more specifically. We've touched on some of this, but I really like to, to talk in a little more detail about some of, uh, the programs and opportunities and options there are at Ollie. So I'm going to kind of just name it off and have you give us the info, give us the down low. So let's talk about to start the lifelong learning and intellectual engagement component. Yes. Um, as I say, in any given term at our Ollie, and at many Ollie's around the country, there's dozens, dozens, and here we have about 80 courses a term. They can range from 
music appreciation, to astronomy, to poetry, to Shakespeare, to history, to crafts, uh, painting, pottery, uh, hiking, uh, gardening. Uh, these are classes, many of which are held in our building and many of which are held outside of the building, like hiking. Um, so the range of topics is absolutely amazing. The instructors are all vetted. Um, they are they are interviewed and do a sample teaching before they're allowed to teach. There's course evaluations to make sure they're doing a good job. They're to be interactive so that people are engaged. So the level of teaching and the range of courses is amazing. I've loved taking courses in areas that I'd never ever been involved in in my life, like astronomy or or, or things like that. It's it's amazing. So it's really, it goes with sort of the, the different phases of aging too, right? I mean, I think somebody from that I was telling me they even have like a death cafe or death classes on that. and Absolutely, yes. and Which and, isn't um, as scary as it sounds. We probably should describe what a death cafe is. Exactly. You're not that going weird, there to be, It's a know, weird title, yeah. isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. And, I, and looking at the, um, the national website for Ali, a lot of them do have discussions about end-of-life planning mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, death issues, uh, things that we're afraid to talk about but absolutely need to talk about. And um, around the country, there's actually um, two national programs. One is called PATHS, PATHS to Creative Retirement. And um, it's to have people plan out their retirement before they actually retire. So, for example, now I've been involved in facilitating the PATHS program here. People will come to Asheville for a long weekend, and they can come from anywhere across the country, and they spend an entire weekend with other people who are soon to be retiring, and you look at who am I, who am I going to be now that I'm no longer that famous doctor or lawyer or whatever, Um, how am I going to spend my time, how am I going to find meaning, how am I going to handle financial issues in retirement. So, yes, that's part of the aging process is the transition Mm -hmm. to retirement. Really, you know, it's such important things to be able to discuss with people in the same age group as yourself, you know, and to have it led by somebody who perhaps who has done that and been there as opposed to, you know, a younger financial planner or something, which God bless them. But I mean, it's not the it's not the same thing because there's so much more that goes into decisions about things like that. You know, Absolutely. the psyche, the the you know, the ego piece of who am I, right? All this, all of that. So absolutely, yeah. And one other thing that is probably unique to our Ollie, though it might be popping up at other Ollies, we have a program called Gift of Time. There was an Ollie member here. He was actually a good friend of mine and my husband, who found out he had terminal cancer, and he realized he had very short time to live. So he created a program called the Gift of Time. It's a gift to find out that your days are limited because you can put your affairs in order. You can say what you need to say to your loved one and your dear friends. You can leave a legacy. You can plan out your funeral. Um, And so, again, it's another wonderful program that we and probably other Ollies are starting to do on aging issues. That's beautiful. And I think that, you know, for anybody listening, you could see the range and the breadth and the depth of what Ollie offers. And uh, also there something else that 
I think is important that you mentioned to me, Cindy, is that there are leadership opportunities. And I'm sure a lot of people coming to Ollie have been leaders in their field or maybe leaders in their households, right? And are ready to take that and give it back. So what are some of the leadership opportunities? Well, um, certainly since Ollie's around the country are volunteer-led, there's lots of opportunities for leadership at Ollie's in terms of uh, as I mentioned, the committees we have, technology, facilities, membership engagement, strategic planning, things like that. I noticed around the country, too, a lot of Ollie's um, have community connections, and we do, too. We have a committee mm-hmm. called Civic Engagement, and um, so you can be involved in homeless issues in your community. You can be involved in literacy and tutoring, after-school programs. We have something here where our Ali members are get involved with the veteran hospital here called Veteran Restoration Quarters. They make meals and, and develop friendships with um, nearly homeless veterans. So anyway, there's all kinds of opportunities for leadership within the Ali programs and within the communities because of the Ali programs. Yeah, I love the fact that there's so much community involvement because a lot of uh, people when they are retired and have more time really want to give back. So I love that there's also that ability to get involved within the community. And you had also mentioned that there are special interest groups. Yes. In fact, um, while our classes are wonderful and they're always very filled, when we ask members why they join Ollie, their most predominant answer is for the social connection, to make friendships, to interact with people their same age. And so, yes, at Ollie, we have 20 special interest groups. We have art groups, bridge groups, beer drinking, wine tasting, Dulcer, if you're a dulcimer player, there's a a group for you. Um, Financial strategies, gardening, hiking, history book lovers, poker, women's and men's groups, travel groups. And in looking at the uh, resources around the country, that's not uncommon to have lots of interest groups at Ollie's around the country. So they're, they're clubs and activities. And you have other people your age to engage with on a regular basis. For example, I had a, a, a woman I know at our Ollie who's probably early 90s. And during COVID, the SIG groups were not meeting, of course. And now they're meeting again. And she has said, the SIG groups have saved my life. The classes are nice and I learn a lot, she says, and I engage with people. But it's getting together with my friends to play bridge and to have lunch together. And I know I see them twice a week for two or three hours. She said that keeps my life going because she's older and lives alone. So those social connections are so important. And I mean, I, when you were talking about why Ollie started at the beginning of you know this interview, you mentioned that that's why it was started because so many people were just sort of, you know, not getting together and they needed more stimulation and needed more contact. So that whole social aspect, have you personally, I mean, you talked about this 90 year old woman, but have you yourself personally seen even more of the importance of that within the community? Oh, yes. Not only seen it, I've experienced it. I mean, my husband and I moved here knowing no one 
it's through Ollie and really the special interest groups, the teaching and taking classes too, but mostly the special interest groups is the way we've made our friends. Most of our friends here today, 15 years later, we met through Ollie. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know, it also sounds like if you're involved in Ollie and there's a special interest that you have and there's not a group yet, you have the ability to go about and start one. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I like that. And Ollie does a huge yearly survey. Can you talk about that and the type of information that's gathered from that? Yes, we learn how long people have been at Ollie, what kinds of classes they like or most prefer, how many classes they take. But I think the biggest takeaway from our annual survey is why people are joining Ollie. And it's what I said before, it's for the community connection, the social support, the friendship, the engagement. Classes are important too, but it's really a way to build community. And so the information from the survey, is that available to people outside of Ollie? Like could somebody's um, caretakers or, or children, are they able to garner this information? Because that could be useful for them to understand perhaps what their parents are going through. Right. No, uh, that information would not be available to others. But I think their loved ones who live here could clearly communicate to them, I have social support and I have community connections because of Ollie. And here's a great example. Through our life transitions programs, we uh, I've mentioned a couple of the programs, the paths and the gifts of time, but through our life transitions programs, there have been some neighborhoods in greater Asheville that have created a neighborhood network where people are there to help each other in crisis and emergency. So there's a listserv, and if you need something, you need a ride to the doctor or you've fallen or something. In many neighborhoods now, there's this neighborhood support and group of help. And this has come about because of Ali programs. And so caretakers that live a distance away can feel very reassured that their loved ones probably have people looking out for them on a regular basis. So really, Ollie is creating a community even beyond the community of the classes you might take or the special interest groups you might be in or... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And from what I can see from looking at Ollie's around the country, that's pretty common everywhere. That's not just unique to ours. And so... We talked about the fact that there's 125 programs around the country. What if there isn't an Ollie program in your area? Can you be a virtual member? Can you go? I I know you mentioned there was a a couple of opportunities for people to actually come to Asheville for the weekend to do different courses. But how does that work if you really would like to be part of Ollie, but there's nothing like locally for you? I would suggest that folks go online to the National Resource Center for OSHA Lifelong Learning Institutes, National Resource Center for OSHA Lifelong Learning Institutes, and there there is a directory of the 125 OLLI programs, but there's also 400 programs covered there, programs through AARP, American Society on Aging, Rhodes Scholar, Chautauqua, And many of them are hybrid. You can either attend in person or you can attend virtually. So that resource center could surely put people in touch with something they could do 
locally or online. It's amazing how much wonderful information is at that website. And we'll make sure that that link is in the show notes. So if you're listening, you will find a link right in the show notes that will bring you right to the information that Cindy just mentioned. And you talked about the fact that there are options for people to engage in hybrid programs. Is that also true of your lo- like your local Ollie programs? If you can't get out as often, or let's say, you know, you, you have a compromised immune system, is are there hybrid programs for the local Ollies as well? Absolutely. I'd say right now, post-COVID, about two-thirds of our classes are hybrid. You can either attend online or at home. And people drop in and out. Uh, They'll attend a couple online, and then it's a rainy day, and they decide to do that at home. The other thing that helps is some of our folks travel regularly. They're visiting other places, visiting family. They can take Ollie classes from wherever they are. And um, so, yes, and I'm noticing that the online classes are proliferating around the country as well. That's a really nice option, too, especially for somebody that just doesn't have the ability, you know, to get out or doesn't have their own car or, you know, the scheduling doesn't work for them. And so is it affordable? You know, how does one become a member of Ollie? Like, how does that work? Right. Um, Every Ollie has a website. That's probably the first place to go to to find out what the membership options are. But I would say overall it's pretty affordable. Here our Ollie membership is $75 a year, and that entitles you to all of those special interest groups. And we didn't even mention all the community partnerships as well. We have lots of groups in the community that come and put on lectures or put on programs. So the $75 a year will entitle you to that. If you want to take classes, it's $100 per term. But that's for up to five classes. Oh, wow. Right. And so that's pretty reasonable. And our Ollie also offers scholarships for people where would not have the means uh, to do that. And it it could also be a nice gift for somebody to give somebody. Very true. And the other thing is... For the holidays or birthday. Absolutely. uh, $75 membership. Mm -hmm. And yes, absolutely. The other Mm -hmm. thing is if you teach classes at Ollie, and this is an incentive for volunteers, you get a free membership and you get free courses for the year if you teach a course. Oh, fantastic. So there are, you know, there are ways to make it affordable. And you mentioned that every local Ollie has... Um, their own website, which we're not going to be able to obviously list all those here today, but and probably even in the show notes, but just for people to know the best way to search for that would be Ollie, and that's O-L-L-I for Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. And then would they just then say plus their area? Is that the best way to search well, it? Well, if, if they go to the National Resource Center for OSHA Lifelike Learning Institutes. There's a directory, and it's listed state by state. Oh, even better. Yes, you go to your state, and then within your state, you can click on the one closest to you. So it's Uh very easy to find one near you, and that would bring you to that website. I mean, it would be a clickable link to that Ollie's website. It's a wonderful directory. Well, fantastic. Then I guess we will have the link to everything in the show notes yes, that we yes, just told right. you in one sentence or more, you know, a few word, extra <laughs> words how to get there. Well, Cindy, is there anything else that you want to 
to make sure that people know about Ollie from the standpoint of a volunteer and a participant? I would conclude by saying take advantage of these courses and these activities, whether it be in person or online. And again, not just through Ollie's, the Ollie website lists lots of other places too. It's just a great way to stay intellectually engaged, to have meaning in your life. I think they're just wonderful opportunities for for all of us. Cindy, thank you so much for coming and sharing uh, all of this information about Ollie because I think that it's... um, It's just such a great program. I know I'm going to be checking out the one in my area. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. I just love talking about our OLLI programs, and I appreciate your, uh, your having me on and being able to share this information. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay up to date with our podcasts and content, visit our website at neverbeenoldbefore.com. Never Been Old, the letter B and the number 4.com, where you can also sign up for our email newsletter. Find us on Facebook at Never Been Old Before and give us a follow. We'd love to connect and hear your thoughts. Until the next episode, this is Marilyn, Marie and Sarah signing off.